How do? Welcome to the very first edition of the Radio Reva podcast, brought to you by Cumbria and Southwest Scotland's premier five-piece rock covers band, Reva. My name's Nick, and I'm the drummer, and I'd like to say the track you can hear in the background is one of ours, uh, but it isn't. The singer is, though, and right now he's joining me from the cupboard under his stairs in Lockdown Annan. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Gordon Brown. Hi there, I was waiting for the tumultuous applause as I came in there, but uh, <laughs> yes. It's the best we can do on a budget. A very low budget, of course, yes. So what, what were we listening to there, or what are we listening to? Uh, that's uh, a song which what I writ uh, many years ago. Uh, it was recorded by a band called the Dry Stain Dikers, uh, which was uh, uh, predominantly it was a Lockerbie and Annan band. And uh, we had the opportunity to record something for a, an album called The Sounds of the Solway, which I think probably sold about 15 copies. <laughs> so how, how long ago was that? Um, ooh, 25 years ago. Wow. Because, I mean, the, the, the Dry Stain Wall is, is, is about one of, it's just one of about 100 bands you've been in over the years, isn't it? Uh, well, the Dikers, not the Wallers. Oh, I beg your pardon. Dry Stain Dikers. The Dry Stain Dikers. But di- Dikers is Scottish for Wallers, isn't it? <laughs> In my defence. So tell me, tell me about the Dry Stain Dikers then. It was uh, well when I first joined them, they were a they were a band with a a one-armed harmonica player, um, and and I have to say, as a one-armed harmonica player, he was one of the finest harmonica players I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. Yeah. Johnny Davis was his name. Um, and one famous gig we played, I think, at Castle Douglas Town Hall, he said. He said, Gordon, Gordon, wait on. Introduce me as Mad Dog. So uh, <laughs> thereafter, he was known as Mad Dog Davis. Great name. Oh, he was uh, an interesting chap. He went on from us. He, uh, he moved across to Southern Ireland, and he was actually playing with uh, Noel Redding. So, oh, right, yeah, okay. That's, that's my link to Jimi Hendrix. So uh, um, how long were you in the, the Dry Stain Dikers for? Uh, about five years. Right, okay. But that wasn't your first band, was it? No, no, no. I was uh, prior to that. I, would, I think I'd only been in two bands prior to that. Uh, the first band I was ever in was called Sigma, which uh, was when I was in fifth year at uh, Annan Academy. We were the, if you like, the school band. It was me and uh, a group of other guys got together and attempted to, to play music. And were you the were you the singer? I was the singer. I also played uh, bass guitar on a, a number of songs. Um, and uh, I think I even attempted to play the drums on one. All right. Um, I say attempt, I, I failed miserably. <laughs> well, it's a very difficult skill, Gordon. Take it from me. It takes hours and hours and hours to get it right. Well, it's doubly difficult for you being a lefty, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least I'm not a one-armed drummer, but uh, yeah. Well, those days those ex- do exist. <laughs> well, they do, don't they? Is it, what, what band's that fella in? Def Leppard. Yeah, he's, he's got this amazing kit where he, he sort of presses a button with his knee or something and it plays the snare and it's, it's just incredible what you can do. But um, I'm, I'm, he'll be ten times better than me and I've got two arms. Did you notice the pregnant pause there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just a disruption on the line, but okay, I'll take your point. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you've been a singer predominantly all your career, and and you've got a fantastic voice. But when when was it that you suddenly realised, yeah, I'm going to be the front man? I've been well. I think when I was when I was a, a young young boy in a primary school, I used to sing solos in the choir there. Right. 
I can't imagine. I can't imagine you as a choir boy. <laughs> and it's the only reason. The only reason I was singing solos is my mother said to me, "Yes, you can join the choir, but tell them you've got to have a solo." Mm -hmm. uh, she then years later told me that was a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> however, I, I did go. My mother says I'm only allowed to sing if I get a solo. So mm -hmm. I did uh, school school productions. I did the school operatic society. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat, not as part of the operatic society, but it's something else. Yeah. And I just, I was slightly louder than most of the other people, so is uh, my voice was quite resonant. So. And who was you, who were your sort of influences as as um, as you grew older, as far as singers and frontmen were? Well, for me, there is only one. And that is the mighty Paul Rogers of Free and Bad Company fame. Yeah. Is, uh, I think I discovered him when I was probably 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And uh, just found the songs quite easy to do. There are others that have come along since. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, um, I like Ronnie James Dio. I like his singing. Yeah. And I, I also like um, David Cardale's singing. Right. And that's, Mainly because I can, I can actually do those songs. Yeah. So, is uh, and I, I like you know is I mean one of those I tend to sing most days. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm choosing what I refer to as a training song. Every one of those that maybe challenges a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So generally you tend to go into the Ronnie James deal. Uh, for a for a very short man, he had a very big voice. <laughs> I was trained to sing from a from quite an early age. And the thing is that once you learn how to project, is it's not something that you lose. Yeah, it does. It does end up with the ending of um, I have uh, the joys of a hiatus hernia, <laughs> brought, brought about by singing. Right. Um, okay. Um, apparently, it's quite common in opera singers. That didn't happen to you when you were on stage at all, did it? Uh, yes. Oh, did it? I think, I think it probably did. Oh wow. You know, when you're, you're reaching for that uh, sort of high C. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, as you well, as you can hear, I've got quite a, a naturally deep voice. I'm actually a, a bass baritone. And the songs that, I mean, the songs that we do with Reva, we'll, we'll come on to the band in a minute, but I mean, they're sort of, a, um, do, do you pick and choose which ones that you want to do that were in your range? I mean, has your range changed over the years? Uh, I think it's, it's, without doubt, my range has lessened. Uh, I think at its peak, I probably did about three and a half octaves, something like that, which, wow. which for a bloke is is pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I have that range just now, but I think it's not impossible to regain. I think it's all about if you look at what like some Mick Jagger and Co do. I mean, it's fitness is everything. Yeah, and if you're if you're not fit, then your voice doesn't work the same way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you can spend the time to get some fitness in, do some exercises uh, singing-wise, then you will regain those. I, you'll have noticed these things probably as we've practiced, that when we first started, maybe wasn't hitting something, and then two, three weeks later, suddenly, woo, yeah. he's, he's nailed that. I mean, that, and, and that is the way it is. It's just, you know, the, the throat is a muscle, and if you don't use it, you lose it. But, I mean, the difficulty has been, and I'm sure Reaver isn't the only band with this, obviously with the lockdown, it's been difficult to practice, um, and I imagine for a singer, unless you're sort of jumping in the shower and singing, it, it's it's pretty hard to to practice. Um, and the neighbours must be banging on the walls and whatever. I mean, how how do you manage with that? 
Uh, well, depending on which room I'm in in my house, is uh, I have neighbours on one side who are uh, very musical, and uh, the room that I tend to practice in actually backs onto their bathroom. So sometimes, yes, they do hear me singing, and sometimes they do hear me attempting to play the guitar. <laughs> uh, but they're very encouraging, shall I say. That's good to hear. So um, let, let's talk about Reva then, since that's why we're here. Um, there's me, you, there's the lead guitarist Steve, uh, the second guitarist Malcolm, who's the most recent addition, and um, bassist Bob. Um, it's, I mean, Reva's, the, the, we chose the name because there's, we're, we're kind of based on the border and there's an English-Scottish split. Um, Malcolm and I are from the best side, the south, and, and you guys are from the north. Um, how, how did how did we all get together? I mean, I, I got a note through. Well, I saw I saw an advert on a on a website and applied to it. There, were you the same, or did you know everybody beforehand? I I saw the I saw the advert and it came up on Facebook and I kind of thought I've not been in a band for a couple of years now, and I was and I was tempted, um, and then I, I thought I did nothing about it, and then I got an email from I think well, not an email I think I got a Facebook message from Alan Dalrymple. Now, Alan is uh, our um, guru stroke Svengali manager, isn't he? And, uh, yeah, and, and what I did was I explained my kind of work situation, um, which sometimes makes uh, things problematic because I tend to work away quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and he encouraged me to come along. So I went along, thoroughly enjoyed it, and, uh, and decided, yeah, I want to do this. So here I am. And did you know uh, Steve, the guitarist? Because Steve is Alan's son, uh, and he's he's kind of been in. He was playing in a, a duo with his sister, at, um, I think, for a lot of years. Did you know him beforehand? I didn't know him. I'd I'd heard of him. Yeah. Uh, and I'd only heard of him by his reputation as a as a good guitarist. Yeah. Uh, from a lot of the young guitarists that I know uh, locally. So, so he came with a with a good resume. It was encouraging, and, and I have to say, once I heard him play, uh, I was very pleased to hear that he's actually got what a lot of the younger ones don't, which is he has he has feel and he has tone, which uh, you know he's a good player. Yeah. Bob, um, I know you, you've, you've uh, come across him before. You, you've got a bit of history with Bob. Uh, Bob and I both have the uh, the, the pleasure and uh, the light of having been the cornet in Annan, which is the guy who leads the horses round, ensuring that we're not being invaded by our friends from the south. <laughs> uh, but Bob also, we have mutual friends in the musical scene, Bob and I, uh, Bob was in a, a band called More From Jim for a lot of time, um, which was a punk ska band uh, who had a very good reputation uh, and a very well thought of. Bob was the, the the demon bass player and vocalist with them. Yeah. Um, and certainly, I've I've known I've known Bob for a long time. 
he spends a lot of time round at my house um, sampling some of the refreshments I have on offer. <laughs> yes, and, I've heard uh, of those. <laughs> and, uh, and and we talk about music. And plus, I I was in another band called Delta One Six, uh, which was a a kind of covers band and again, but. Uh, uh, we lost our, our, our bass player for that, and I, I kind of asked Bob if he would come along, and he did. But by this time, Delta 1-6 had changed from being a four-piece band to a three-piece band. So we were kind of multi-instrumentaling yeah. without drums and doing three-part vocal harmonies. Wow. Because Bob is a, Bob's a fine singer in his own right. I mean, as you're aware, he has his... his he has his solo career where he goes out with his six-string acoustic and uh, entertains people quite a lot. Yeah. Or he, he did prior to, to COVID-19 arriving on the scene. Mm. So and Bob is one of those few people who has uh, a lot of power in his voice, which means that my voice does not overpower him, uh, um, which is sometimes if you try to do harmonies, is, is quite an issue. Yeah, that's not That is not a problem for Bob, and that was... One of the other reasons why I was quite keen to get my hands on him, apart from the fact he's, he's one of the finest bass players in the south of Scotland, is, uh, is another one. It makes a difference. Now, I was interested. Um, I mean, we're a covers band, aren't we? I mean, that's the top and bottom of it. That's what we are. And there's a lot of covers bands out there. Um, would you ever consider sort of doing our own stuff, perhaps? Or is it a bit early for that? Uh, I don't think it's ever too early. I think the thing is with, with songwriting is you've got to come up with a song. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes it's coming up with that song that's hard. But I mean, as you know, I've got bits and pieces of things which are half done, 25% done. Uh, there's nothing that's actually in the can ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think that once we actually get to playing live, I would like nothing more than the idea of us playing original songs. Yeah. Well, that, that could be a while at <laughs> this rate. <laughs> well, it gives us but it gives us time to to hopefully work on things. Um, I, we have the ability within the band to do them. It's it's just about sitting down and going right. No, this is what we're going to do. So, it's like everything with music. It's it's all about the disciplines. And if we discipline ourselves to do these things, then I think anything is possible. I wonder whether it's um, it's almost a blessing in disguise, really, because the band was formed in March, April of last year, just as lockdown, the first lockdown happened. And as a result, we haven't been able to play live yet. Um, and I wonder whether that's in a way quite a good thing because, you know, we could have launched in April and played our first gig and been an absolute disaster and never played again. Whereas we've had, well, the best part of nine, 10 months of, of pretty intensive rehearsals to, to try and get it right. Well, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think that playing live is not the same as as, as you're well aware. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you when you're in on the adrenaline you get with playing in a gig, 
it is way different. The band generally should move to a different level when you're doing it. So although I think that we're in a position where we're pretty damn good right now, is I think that that will improve again once we actually go live. Yeah. I mean, at the minute we're, um, well, we have been rehearsing at uh, a church hall in Gretna, which uh, isn't the, the greatest in terms of acoustics. I mean, it's fantastic that we're allowed to do it, but uh, I think it's going to be a big difference when we when we step on the stage with a, with a crowd and um, sort of stuff blasting out without it bouncing all over the walls. Uh, yes, but I have to say that's not the worst place I've ever played. Uh, I once, with the Drystein Dikers, played in the inside of the Lockerbie ice rink. Oh, my God. And the sound was just bouncing around. I think you're still hearing parts of songs we'd done sort of 10 minutes before, we're still sort of bouncing through. <laughs> uh, it was just the most surreal experience. Yeah. Well, beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Um, I mean, the plans are that we've uh, we've got a gig penciled in for March time in Dumfries. It's outdoors, so there is a possibility it might happen. You never know, which would be quite interesting. But, uh, you know, until then, it's going to be the summer, isn't it, really? I think realistically we're, we're looking at the summer. Um, I, I think this thing in March, uh, given where we are today um, and the rollout of this vaccine, I think the chances of having open air events like that are slim. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it'd be nice. And I mean, there are other opportunities to, I suppose, if you want to, to play in a field well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those those things I think will will come to pass. Mm-hmm. I think people just need to be a wee bit, um, you know, get their thinking hats on about right. Okay, how can we get live music back? Because there is no doubt in my mind that live music is such a tonic for so many people, and that to bring it back in is the right thing to do. Yeah, but I'm also aware that we have to be. Um, you know, we have to be careful and we have to, you know, think of other people and we don't, what we do not want to do is put an event on which puts a group of people in together and then them all to become uh, unwell. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be, I'd be interested to, I know that a lot of bands out there have, have been putting their thinking caps on and, and trying to get around this situation and, and keep things interesting. And I know that the bands have been rehearsing on Zoom and all kinds of things. And I'd be interested to hear from any bands out there, you know, what they've been up to, uh, just to sort of keep body and soul together over the last ten months. Um, uh, I think actually that's pretty much all we've got time for for this first episode, Gordon. So I'm I'm going to go for a bath, and uh, I assume you're going to be tucking into the contents of your beer cabinet. Uh, no, no, no. I think I'll avoid the beer tonight. I think uh, I'll, uh, I might attack the uh, the Ushkaveg tonight. Oh, I see. That's uh, that's very very glamorous of you. Uh, A nice glass of whiskey in the evening. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. Absolutely. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe and tell your mates. And if you want to find out more about Reva or get in touch, or if you want to be on the show, check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Reva band. That's R-E-I-V-E-R band. uh, And drop us a note. Uh, Until the next time, though, say goodbye, Gordon. Uh, Well, I'm going to say goodbye and... uh Hope to see you and hear you all again is wait for our special guest spots. Oh, yes, that's hopefully coming up soon, but um, we may well get one of the band on. Are they are they worth talking to, do you think? It depends how much drink you give them, doesn't it? <laughs> isn't, isn't that the truth? Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Reaver out. Paperfoot.